0: The following production is brought
1: to you by the Talkin' Buds Leaf Show.
0: This is the Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. How's it going, everybody? I'm Rob. He's Ryan. This is the Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. We're a Leaf podcast. Everybody knows this. Uh, We just watched the Toronto Blue Jays puke all over themselves in two straight games against the Minnesota Twins to get eliminated from the American League wild card. And I thought this would be a good time. There's Leaf storylines in training camp right now, and we're going to get to those in this episode. But I thought this would be a good time to have a discussion that – I've always wanted to have on this, this podcast. And it's it's kind of just the state and the life of being a Toronto sports fan. Your thoughts for just a few minutes. Quickly, give us your thoughts on, on the Blue Jays. Um, Swept talk. being swept in two games by the minnesota twins
1: well do you want to talk about what happened in the game or do you want to talk about just kind of the overall general
0: just just quickly give us yeah you're you're a big jays guy we're both big jays guys but you're 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 the baseball guy here so just quickly cole's notes your thoughts on this loss to the minnesota twins
1: all right at the end of the day this team couldn't hit all year they couldn't get a clutch hit all season um, they go into the series. They all then they couldn't get a clutch hit. So really, why is anybody surprised they couldn't get hits all year? Why would they all of a sudden get hits in the playoffs? Uh, a lot of missed opportunities. And then, but the most disappointing part of all of it is um, is the decision making, that the bad errors on the base pass, like just all the all the stupid, lazy kind of house league baseball type of play. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. does the impossible, getting picked off at second base with a runner in front of him in the in a full count anyone knows baseball you know that three two a full count with two out you're running as soon as the pitcher picks up his leg so technically you really don't even need to take a lead off you can stand on the bag almost and as soon as he lift his leg you can start running this guy's just out to lunch at second that was the worst play I have ever seen in all my years of watching baseball. Just garbage. And then there's a decision by
0: John Schneider to remove Jose Barrios while he's dealing after 47 pitches and repeating the same mistake he made last year with Kevin Gosman. But you brought up Vladdy, and I think that's a good way to transition into the conversation that I want to have. And it's just I've sat here through these two uh, baseball games, and I've thought to myself, how many times In my years of being a Toronto sportsman, have I sat on this couch just so disappointed in what I'm seeing in a huge playoff postseason game. And every year when they make it, whether it be the Leafs, whether it be the Blue Jays, the like the Raptors, which the Raptors are a whole other sidebar. I'll talk about them in a second. You sit and you're excited. You're like, okay, it's playoff time. This is our young core group of guys that we've decided to build this, our franchise around. And now we're getting into the games that matter. And there's a lot of similarities between the Leafs and the Blue Jays. Young superstar cores that in these high pressure moments and these high pressure games really struggle to perform and like what makes the great players great is you rise to the occasion in these big high pressure moments. And it just feels like these two teams are in a similar type thing where they have these young guys who have had great regular seasons and have established themselves as elite players in their respective sports. But when it comes time to actually knuckle down in, the big playoff moments when the lights get bright, they cannot execute and cannot perform to the level. We all hope they can.
1: Well, they're, they're Owen six and their wild card in the Vladdy Bo era. They are Owen six. They, they lost two games in the bubble. They, then they lost last year. And then now it's another two game sweep. So now they are Owen six in playoff baseball. So that that's just, like I mean, the Leafs made it to Game Seven at least, but in terms of just like not winning when you need to win, it's the parallels are pretty, pretty apparent.
0: Yeah, like do you understand what I'm saying? When it's like, if it, if the pain feels similar, I know the Blue Jays are quote unquote swept, although a two game series is different than losing like in in a four of seven. But do you understand what I'm saying? It's like it's it's a similar feeling. It's like you've got Matthews and Marner, you've got Vladdy and Bo, and it's just the.
1: Yeah, it's two it's teams that did it the right way. They did the rebuild. They got their prospects. And then when you get these guys, look what the Orioles are doing right now. Uh, when you finally get these guys, you're supposed to turn a corner. And both these franchises are similar, like you said, in the sense that they got their guys. Um, when they were younger, you had hope that this is kind of the players they would need to go on some sort of a run and and get to those World Series or, or, Divi- or DSs or ALCSs. And it's just... It isn't happening. They're not having any sort of playoff success. They're actually kind of, in Vladdy's case, they're just tailing off in general in terms of production. It's So yeah, in terms of teams rebuilding and having hope to finally get to the to the big time, they they've, both of them have fallen short in that sense. I brought up the
0: Raptors earlier, and when you think of some of these losses that we've sat through, like the Jays have lost, have gotten swept in the wildcard series three of the last four years. The Leafs. You go back to like like you you could talk about the the back to back losses to the Bruins, but I think at that point in time they were still like a young team, and those don't feel as painful. I you could go all the way back to the 2013 four one loss, the the blowing the three one
1: series lead to the Habs. You could even go back to the sun dean era where yeah. they 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 had the carolina hurricanes in an eastern conference final and they blew it yeah they played the sabers in the eastern conference final and they blew it and i've sat like losing to
0: tampa 2 years ago beating tampa last year but then really petering out and oh, looking yeah. pathetic against destroyed. the florida panthers i the more i think about it the more i think that there needs to be a massive monumental like building sized statue of Kawhi Leonard yeah. erected at City Hall because right it here, really baby. puts into perspective like what what that guy and obviously there was tons of other great players on that team Kyle Lowry notwithstanding but what that guy was able to do in 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 carrying that team to an NBA championship it's like I'm 35 and in my lifetime The Blue Jays won two World Series. I was alive for that, but I don't remember them. I was like four years old. Yeah. I mean, I I, five years old. You weren't even alive for those. No. The only Toronto sports championship that you have seen in your lifetime is the 2019 Toronto Raptors. That is crazy. Think about that. Yeah. And think about that in comparison to uh, like a city like Boston. Like if you were twenty-eight year old Ryan Furnish and you lived in Boston, Massachusetts, you would have
1: seen Patriots Championships,
0: Red Sox World Series, Bruins Stanley Cups, and Celtics
1: uh, I mean, Finals the, appearances. I actually think about it, the Bruins only have one Stanley Cup.
0: Right, but they've been in a they l they've they've made a couple yeah, finals. Like been appearances. To, yeah, they
1: lost two finals in that whole era. But yeah, they've only won one. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. It's I don't know, man. It's just it's just, I mean, I think every city that has a, a bunch of franchises other than Boston, like how, how do Buffalo fans feel? Like they, talk about the biggest loser city of all time. Think about all the, before Chicago kind of turned it around in the early 2000s, like the Cubs finally won a world series, the Blackhawks went on their run. But before that, they didn't win shit. So it's like, I, I feel like every city that kind of goes through hard times in terms of team, or, um, franchises not having success, or just have the the, the ability to just choke away playoff series and important games. It's 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 challenging. And when you watch this game too, that they just lost, like just the amount of bonehead plays that they made during this game was just that was 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 concerning. It's not like they got beat by a better team. It's a guy literally getting picked off at second base in an impossible way to get out. It is impossible to get picked off at second base. There is less than a 0.5% chance that that should ever happen. And he, and he, and he blows it like, and he blows it. And then you got the manager galaxy brain or the, the whole management team as, as, as we, as I, I, I don't know if I, if I want to blame the manager, but it's galaxy braining a pitching decision. It's just,
0: I, I, I want to be careful with this next point I want to make because if there was ever a, a a rant or a discussion where you could get radioed, it's this one, where someone will take... People are going to interpret this in in tons of different ways and they're going to disagree with me and they're going to call me an idiot or whatever. But the, the Blue Jays as an organization are are in a similar spot now that the Maple Leafs have been in the past where their fan base now is banging the table going, we must see change there must be change. You have to trade a core piece to redo the DNA of your team. Like it's it's a very similar situation that they're in. And I drew a comparison between the core players a few minutes ago. I feel like in this city as do you think in this city as a fan base? I feel like these guys come in here I don't see any dog in these guys. I don't see any fight in these in these guys. I don't see anyone in there like like it's just oh well we went out there and we tried and we didn't get it done and we and it's like do you think these young players come in and I think we as a city and as a collective sports fan base shower such adulation on these young players in in different sports that they almost become kind of, it's like they're they're crowned as as kings of the city, before they've even done anything,
1: especially with the insecurity that this city has exactly, in terms of not having superstars. Exactly, players.
0: exactly. But I also think that you know, th- there's another side of this coin, which is these teams, the Leafs and Blue Jays, they're good enough to qualify for the postseason. There is a world in which they're they're, they're dog shit, and they don't even make the playoffs. So you're grateful to have these good young players because you're like, "Oh, you guys achieve a lot of regular season success. The Blue Jays had a tough season, but they still made the playoffs." So, we're so happy to have you that it's I just don't This is a really long-winded way of of trying to convey that like I don't see dog in these guys. I don't see fight in these guys. I don't see a Sidney Crosby in these guys. Like I don't see a even like like what you see in Connor mcdavid like
1: or even just just like jose bautista had had the ability to hit that big home run edwin encarnacion had the ability to hit that big josh
0: donaldson when he was here like Like, like,
1: they didn't get it done in the end but like at least they showed some ability to like rise up and make a play
0: there's a similar personality trait like when vladimir Guerrero jr got picked off at second base tonight you you made a great point where you were like, that is proof right there that this guy's head is not where it should be. And I'm not saying that that's all of them in every single playoff loss they've ever had, but I am saying, like, I don't see a, a, a zealot. I don't see someone who's like, you are going to have to kill me to beat me. It's, it's the old um, Shorzy line. They don't hate to lose. Like, it's... I I I, I'm drawing a parallel line between these core players on these two teams. And I, and I'm basically speculating, is it, is it a city thing? Do you think it's as a, as a city and a fan base, we just shower these guys with such adulation and like, thank God you're here that it's it kind of in the end. It's like, why, why do I need to win? I'm getting paid a ton of money and I'm, I'm the king of the city.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think it's just honestly been the luck of the draw in terms of the personalities they got. I I mean, you look at superstars in other cities. Like when did Tom Brady ever sit back and any anyone in Boston would have gone on their hands and knees and and prayed to this guy because he was just that big of a god there. But guess what? He still showed up every day in the film room, worked his ass off. Like McDavid is same thing. I'm sure in Edmonton he's treated bigger than a God, and he still works his ass off. He still wants more. It's just kind of the luck of the draw with the personalities they've got. But I think you you mentioned in a point there a, a minute minute or two ago about, like, these two teams could be dog shit, and they could not be competitive at all, which for a while, that was the case. Yeah. And I think, this is just my take. I don't know if this sounds stupid or not, but this is just how I feel. I think I would way rather the Blue Jays be... Just compet I can swallow a Blue Jays L a lot easier than I can swallow a Leaf's L. I just think them staying competitive and being in the playoff picture is big for that franchise in this city. Just because it's it's an American sport and they were so bad for so long. They didn't make the playoffs for twenty-two years. The franchise was completely irrelevant. And I think the Leafs kind of have the unfair pressure of being the biggest market in the in the league. So it's like the expectation for the Leafs, whether it's fair or not to me are a lot higher in terms of wanting a Stanley cup also because of the drought. And, and with the Jays, I find like, obviously watching them lose sucks and it's, it's very irritating the way they lost, but I think it's more important for that franchise to stay relevant in a playoff picture year over year than it is for the Leafs, And I think they get more of a free pass.
0: That's a really, that's a really good point. And so basically, what you're saying is it's not apples to apples, and and I agree with that. One one thing that I do want to dispel before we move on from this Toronto sports uh, discussion is that this it kind of piggybacking off the rant I just went on is that that this is a tough market to play in. It's not. It's not not, not. F-
1: not for a baseball player
0: and not for a hockey player. I'm sorry. Like you, sure they have moments where at the end of the season we're all pissed and. Yes, you have idiots who are attacking Mitch Marner on social media when he won't sign, when he's in a contract dispute with the Leafs. And those, those people are, are morons and whatever. But when you're, like, the city, like, the New York Yankees are not going to be as dog shit next year as they were this year because the city just simply will not accept it. No. Like, they simply, they will not accept it. And I don't, like, you've seen the Kyle Dubis era walking it back and walking it back and walking it back and excuses and excuses and excuses. And the Leafs have basically done that same thing again. We're just not sitting here pounding the table about it because it's Brad tree living. Who's here instead of Kyle Dubas. And guess what? If the blue Jays fire Ross Atkins and walk back Vladdy and Bo, we'll all be sitting here going, "Yay!" Yeah, because it'll be Ross Atkins that takes the bullet. Yeah. So I don't think as, as a, as a, Player, I don't think this is a very tough market to play in. I think it's the opposite. I think if you show up here and you show, it's the John McDonald effect. If you show up here and you show a modicum of effort and a modicum of drive and a will to win and succeed, like I can tell you right now from what I've seen in in the preseason games thus far, Max Dome number eleven domey jerseys are going to be flying off the real sports. Shelves this year because this guy goes out there and he plays hard, and that's all you need to be
1: a fan favorite in yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, we could, we could write a list of like 30 names of guys who fit that bill. Darcy Tucker, Ty, Max's dad, like, yeah, John McDonald. Yeah. Like, just guys who come in and, and show a work ethic often do get loved by everybody in this city. I just, um, yeah. I don't know. I it's, I don't think it's tough to be a blue Jay here. I think, I think the media circle for baseball in this city is just so small. It's owned by one company. It's, it's not like, you know, it's just, I, I don't think it's hard to be a blue Jay and and, and for the Leafs it's it, those guys, like they need to like those guys for me, they just need to play better. Like just, if you don't want criticism, just play, like you guys got to show up in big moments. Like we we've, we've had enough, like even I'm kind of sick of being nice to them because I just think they need to finally show up in big moments. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it is a big market and people perceive it different in terms of how tough it is to play in.
0: All right, let's move on and talk about some, some Maple Leaf stuff. We, we, uh, 18 minutes of just the Toronto sports. I've always wanted to have that type of discussion on this pod. And it's just, there's never been a, a good opportune moment to. And I just felt, you know, we're in the, we're in the final days of leaf camp and we just watched, uh, uh, the blue Jays, like I said, puke all over themselves. So, I thought now would be a good time. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? License partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. Moving on, though, I wanted to just discuss a little bit the... Um, the Monday night preseason game against the Montreal Canadians, which featured a essentially a
1: regular season lineup. I don't, I don't want, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know if I want to talk about that. I don't know if I want my like real takes to come. I, I don't want an overreactionary take it's, it's, from me over so, that. Game. So you're not. So when it comes
0: to that, you're not taking, cause I, there's definitely, there were definitely things about that game that I didn't love, but also like it's preseason. So I'm not going to get too rattled about it here. I'll give you my takes first. Okay. um, There's a segment of the fan base I'm finding on social media who is really going after Tyler Bertuzzi and is saying he's not good enough to play on that top line. Like go back to your room and worship your Kyle Dubas poster on your wall. Like that is an absolutely ridiculous
1: take. Um. So can we just like chill on that? It's preseason. I mean, I will say that the jury is out on that though. Like I'm not saying, I think he has all the talent in the world to do so, but I, I haven't seen him play any regular season games yet. So I'm not, even though I'm not with those people fully, I'm also not ready to just absolutely pencil him in as the best winger they've ever had on that line. No, but at this
0: point in time, I do think he's the best. He's, he's yeah. the most elite option yeah. they have. So. A couple, a couple things. One, I didn't think Elias Samsonov looked that great. Now it's it, it's it's so hard to say that because it's preseason. But it's just there was a couple goals that he let in that I thought were a bit sus. And last year he had he had a career season, and I worry about him regressing this year, which is why I think the pickup of Martin Jones and the development of Joe Wall is so important for this team. I mean, we can talk about the defense, but like everyone is talking about the defense. It's no secret now that the defense is not, it's not good enough. It's not up to snuff. They know that. We know that. They're going to have to start the season with it. Hopefully you can get away with it in early regular season. But if obviously, as everyone has said a million times, if you expect to go into that, go into the postseason with that defense core, I, I don't, I, 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 it's not going to go well. Second, or thirdly, love Max Domi. Don't love the pairing of him and William Nylander if you're going to have William Nylander playing center because you need someone to be defensively responsible. I know Nick Robertson was on that line and he's a rookie, and and theoretically, it'll be Callie Yarncrock that's there, but. Don't love those two as a pairing just because I think that that's a line that I think will will be exciting to watch in certain times, but I also think that's a line that has a risk of getting scored on quite a bit. And I'm not I'm not gonna go after the big boys for preseason performance as a whole, okay? But but we start three on three overtime. They're terrible. Something that they were really, really bad at
1: garbage at three on three for two years. Yes.
0: Something that they've been really bad at. And it's Matthews and Marner out there again, looking absolutely clueless and they get scored on immediately. So I hope Sheldon is taking that away. And that's something they're working on in practice because that, those are my main takes out of that, out of that main, that, 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 Game that featured basically the main roster.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a preseason game, but it's just like I don't know. I just I just had two words for that game. If I had to evaluate it, someone's like, what, what, what did you think about them watching that game? And I only had two words. Not impressed. I was not impressed at all. Not that it's a big deal. I know it's preseason. I know they still have a long way to go. Um, I know the regular season starts, but guess who they're playing in the first game of the regular season, the same AHL team that they just blew a lead to and lost to in overtime. And, and, and you from, and the greatest Maple Leaf opponent of yeah, all time, you, you could, Josh you could Anderson, Josh Anderson and a bunch of triple a kids who were 14 years old and, and somehow find a way to come out on top. So it's, I, I, yeah, I just wasn't very impressed. I know it's preseason, but it's, I I've also seen that game in the first game of the season for several years as well. It seems like they always kind of go into that first game and struggle. And anytime they play the Habs or the Sens, or it feels like they just always have that ability to just like blow a lead. And it's just, I know it means nothing, but if you're like a leaf hater, it is kind of like a laughable moment where it's like, you couldn't even hold a lead and beat the AHL Canadians, which if that's their starting lineup, it's their starting lineup, but it's still an AHL team to me. They're terrible. So it's like, here's our full lineup playing for the first time. It's supposed to be all high and mighty. And they somehow, even in the preseason, find a way to blow a lead and look like idiots in overtime. You did predict a OT loss to start the season. Yeah, that's, that was the exact game I was talking about. Like maybe they got out of their system early, hopefully, but like that game is the exact game I was talking about. Cause I've seen that. How many times have we seen that happen? Like a thousand times. A lot. We've like seen I'm that. I'm like almost a lot. numb to it. I they, know, and I and try, I'm, trust me, everyone who's listening, I know it's a preseason. I'm not freaking out, but like, you can kind of look at yourself, and it is kind of laughable how they just, even if it's preseason, they still just kind of found a way to to blow another lead against the Montreal Canadiens. They got to get the they got to get the the three on three overtime sorted out. Like there's there's no doubt about that. They gotta get that sorted out. It's they they've struggled with that for you're right, two years now. I'm very impressed with Matthew Nyes. Um Good. I wanted to bring him up next. Yeah, over the past that's that's the one guy I will say this has been a great preseason for is him. He he He's
0: played the guy's played every, every night. game, yeah. yeah. And
1: that's probably why. Maybe yeah. that's why he sticks out because it seems like every game you watch, he's right in the middle of it. He's always kinda on one of those top lines, but um, We've 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 covered that he's not the fastest skater in the world, but guess what? It doesn't matter it could be because that guy's offensive instincts have proved are proving to be very very elite. And just yeah, he's just a just a good hockey player. He's going to be a big factor for them. Hopefully, he can stay healthy all year. Because my new motto in sports is I hate guys who aren't healthy. Like if you're not healthy, you're useless to me. And hopefully, he can stay healthy. But yeah, he's been. He's been really noticeable, he's been really good, and it's very exciting what he could potentially do for this hockey team.
0: Uh, another guy that uh, they're quite excited by is Fraser Minton. He, they're in Gravenhurst right now doing a, a team getaway. What do, you think, what do you think they do at, at a team getaway? Like, like, what, what do you think is going on? They're up in cottage country. They all brought their PS5s. Oh, so you think they're all just going to their rooms and getting on and playing? Nah, and maybe some play guys will cottage. go out and... I don't think John Tavares is playing PS5. No. I think John kind
1: of does his own thing.
0: John's got his cottage up there.
1: I bet you he's just leaving yeah, after I bet, camp I get, going to A bunch of them have a, have a cottage up there. So. Yeah, so maybe, there are, maybe some of them are staying at the cottage.
0: Because yeah. I was like, when they said team bonding, I was like, I wonder what they do at team bonding. Ravenhurst. I mean, it's it's October, and it feels like it's the middle of July,
1: so they could be out in the water. Well, not anymore. As this podcast drops, I'm pretty sure the temperature is also supposed to drop. Okay, there you go. Temperature
0: is also supposed to drop. Anyways, the reason why I brought that up is because at practice, they had William Nylander moved over to the wing, and everyone was like, oh, look at that, didn't even get through camp, and he's already back on the wing. But then after... Because naturally, they all go up to Sheldon Keefe and say, I thought you said William Nylander is a centerman. And Sheldon Keefe said, he still is a centerman. However, we wanted to give young Fraser Minton a look down the middle and said that he believes Fraser Minton has a legitimate shot to make the team.
1: Yeah, but that just shows you that they're begging for someone to yes have him not be a center. Yes, so in turn they don't want him to be a center. It's just they are. He's not a center. Like no, he's I want. I want to talk about up. Fraser Minton yeah. here, so I don't want to. I don't want to go a center off center yeah. for three weeks. That's yeah. all we've been talking about. This isn't going to work. It's not going to happen. Yeah, he's not. He's he doesn't not have if, the, if, the defensive two hundred foot. No, mentality let the guy skate up yeah. down his wing. Get another forty By Genos. Like, I, yeah, I've said. To I've The, why, the guy why that I compared two hundred foot game here. I, what are we doing? I said this
0: last week. I said, look at what's happening. This is going to happen every episode this year, folks. We're going to be talking like I want to talk about Fraser Minton and boom, William Nylander and where's he playing and how much is he getting paid and blah blah. blah. Like that's get used to that. That's going to happen all year. I've I've compared William Nylander to being a better version of Phil Kessel in the past because that's what he is. He's a scoring winger
1: yeah i think he's a little bit better than phil like in terms of but that's the that's the type of player he is yeah i think he's a little bit more dynamic in terms of making an impact all especially in the neutral zone like phil was just really good at like going on a rush and like making a pass and i'm a really good shot i think willie is actually one of the best like puck carriers we've seen maybe ever on this team but um it's just like I, the problem with Nylander was I like I, I he's received a lot of hate, including from me in his first couple of seasons. That's because of the perceived lack of effort or what I saw as actual lack of effort. But like having him playing center, like what what do you want this guy to do? Be a two hundred foot dog? Like that's not what he is. Like obviously when he's playing wing and he's being lazy, you want him to come back and make some defensive plays. But to play center and play that defensively responsible role all the time. And I know he, he kind of grew up playing center, but it's easy to play center when you're dummying kids in Sweden. Like it's since he's been a pro, he's been a winger, man. He put, and he's only, and he's getting better every single year in the wing position. So it's like, what are we, what are we doing? Are we that afraid of giving Fraser Mitten a shot or, or having Pontus play center that the, that we're going to, Force a forty goal scorer who's played wing to play a two hundred foot game all Pontus. game long.
0: Well, I think they're they're desperately trying to find someone, you're right, to fill that third center. Yeah, like they, role. They,
1: if if they're considering Fraser Minton, then they obviously do not want this guy to play center at all. But in
0: fairness, Fraser Minton has looked really good, and we we uh, yeah, it's no knock on no. Fraser Minton. Trust Fraser, me. We no, talked I'm about not Fra- knocking Fraser Minton at all. We talked about him uh, with when we had Nick Richard on last season, and he brought. When I when I said to him, I, I asked Nick at the time, I said, who is a Leaf prospect not named Matthew Nyes that excites you the most? And he said, Fraser Minton. And Kamloops Blazers draft pick, 19 years old. You, like, I, I distinctly remember you saying, when I looked down this list of prospects that Nick had compiled, you said, anyone that's got a six in their height is someone who stands out to you. Especially a guy who plays center, too. And he looked, He does, he does not look, like, I still, I'm not. We're not going down this tangent. We're staying with Fraser Minton. But I want to yeah, yeah. make a point. I still look at a Nick Robertson getting absolutely pushed around by what's it?
1: How do you say his name? Is it Harbor Jackeye or Arbor Jackeye? I say Arbor. Arbor Jackeye. But I'm sure there's someone on here who just.
0: Well, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm an expert in the Montreal I mean, Canadiens. No,
1: no, I love. I love. Uh, there's going to be someone in the comments who like says something about. Oh, oh no! Wrong, oh, there, or, there's
0: people in the comments who are just yeah. there.
1: There was one guy. There's one guy. Just there was one guy who just, he just correcting loves us. correcting us. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He gets actually off Matthew it. Nyes played a couple regular <laughs> season <laughs> games <laughs> last year. Shut up! It's man. like
0: it's like yeah. I don't, I don't remember, him.
1: remember him. I don't remember he him. did he. But he is you. You are right, sir.
0: He is. Yeah, right. no. Yeah. Well, who cares? Right. Yeah, he is right. Well, no, I'm okay. Just pretend I'm okay. Didn't. if you want if you want to have a few corrections, but it's like listen, we said before if you're coming, you come to this podcast cuz you want to hear two guys gab about the Leafs that like and are just sitting here shooting the shit. We're not here providing in-depth analysis. Honestly,
1: my memory as I'm getting older is getting way worse. Let's take a look. Like I used to recall so many things and just remember everything. And over the past like Two, three years, my my memory, like I don't like you listen to some of these guys on the radio talk, and they just like remember Google, these things. It's Google, like, I can't remember them. Google says Arbor Jack Eye. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. No, I, I don't remember it ever being.
0: Anyways, you see Nick Robertson still out there getting pushed around and gets like just dummied by Arbor Jack Eye. And I with Minton, he did he looked didn't look out of place at all. He looked like a, he looked like he has an NHL body because he's six one.
1: Well, Pierre Engvall was also had a six in front of his name and played like he was five foot five. He played so like I mean, he was
0: Dennis Malgan.
1: Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't always mean something, but I mean, if I think it matters for like a center ice man, to, if, even if just to get body position and in, in a in a spot on the ice that requires a battle like that, that matters. But. I mean, hopefully he's a little—he's not—he's not a tough guy, or or he's not going to hurt anyone. But in, in those times where you just need to get body position on somebody, he can do that. Exactly. I think you're so right. I think the fact that they're willing to give
0: Minton a look and he's earned it, but the, the because they're just desperate. Like I could see a scenario where they they do keep him and he plays because I'm pretty sure it's nine games that he can play before they burn a year on his on his ELC. I could see them giving him a real look in those nine games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's. I just think their their winger depth looks a little soft without Willie on the wing. It's like, why would you take one of your best wingers? Probably your best, like the guy for like he kind of he tailed off near the end, but I'd say for like eighty percent of the season last year, he was the most dangerous guy on the ice for them. Playing a wing position. So what are we doing here? Put him back on the wing, man. You know, you, know, you know what take I always just like, and I'm sorry if anyone out there had this take, but it's just like, <laughs> I just I never. love when you teed up like this. It's, it, according to Google, it's 10 games, by the way. I never bought this at all was the whole like, they're playing him at center to showcase him for a trade. It's like, no, they're not, man. If a team wants to trade for William Nylander, they know exactly what they're getting. Yeah, you're getting a scoring. They're not get, you're they're getting a scoring. A general manager is not watching William Nylander play center, and all of a sudden, just gonna like value him differently. It's like, yeah. no, you're getting a a very skilled scoring great winger, great puck carrier, and a guy who can score, yes. like, and make skilled plays. Playing center isn't going to make some general manager who, who's watched, the, who has scouting reports on this guy going back years and years, all of a sudden, just be like, oh, well, I should give up one of my good players now because he plays center like that. That never made any sense. I have the best news that you've heard
0: all day. There are only two more preseason. I was literally about to say the preseason's over. Yeah, there are only two more preseason games left. The preseason, I don't know if anyone else has this. I always have the same thing watching a preseason hockey game. I sit down and I'm like, okay, preseason. That was me the other night. Let's take it in. I'm going to watch this. And then, and then the puck drops, and you can tell that everyone. And listen, I'm all, I'm all for it because the last thing you want is a key guy to get hurt in a preseason game. Knock on wood. But you sit down to watch it, and you're like, "Oh, these guys are going like 65
1: well, percent." Yeah, I was the starting lineups in. We got to, we got to watch it, and I just yeah, there, there is it, it there was, was a challenging definite, to, to. It was getting a little chippy in that Habs game. It was getting a little yeah, chippy. Dude, it was it was still just like I found myself kind of, Oh, you can tell when you watch the, the,
0: the, the big boys, like they are, they are not going. I at was full dozing speed. off a bit. Yeah. They, they are not going at full speed, which again, I'm all for. Cause like don't get hurt in a preseason game, but man. Yeah. I'm i uh, I'm just about ready. They've got a back to back Thursday night, Saturday night against the Detroit red wings. And then uh, wait for that. And then we'll be back here next Wednesday. You and I aren't big post-game guys, but it's become a yearly tradition where we do a post-game after the first game of the season. So we will be back next Wednesday to do a post-game. Leafs-Habs from Scotiabank Arena.
1: How did we just do 36 minutes? Uh, Because we... What did we even talk about? We talked about... The, the I don't peri- even remember a conversation that we just had other than about Fraser Mitten and William Nylander. We talked about the perils of being a Toronto sports fan. Well, and, and Maybe because and I've we, already erased what happened in that baseball game out of my memory. So. We killed a solid 18 minutes doing that. Well, that just shows you what preseason hockey's all about. We're just begging for the Blue Jays to lose so we can have a good podcast yeah, conversation. That's right. But
0: guess what? It all starts for real next week. Getting back on the, getting back on the two-a-week train. Are you ready for that, too?
1: No, no I'm not, not ready no, for no. that. I'm
0: not ready for that, but you are going to be ready for that, and you're going to be ready for that by hitting the like and subscribe button below, and then... Spread the word, tell your friends. That's right. Thank you so much, everybody, for your support and for all your comments. We didn't really get
1: yurped that bad last week. Honestly, all the, I love the comments. I I find most of the comments are are very positive. I just love the guys who correct us and I don't mind you correcting us. It just, sometimes it just makes me realize how bad my memory is. Like I just had no memory of Matthew and I's playing any regular season of hockey last year. I don't now He came up. It was like the
0: last few games. Do you remember like all last season, there was so much like, is he going to come up? Is he going to leave Minnesota? Is he going to like, he's with the frozen four. Like, yeah, is he going to yeah. come up and, participate in that. And then he came up and there was so much hype around him. And they were like, this kid's pretty good. And now, as you said earlier in the, like I'm watching him this preseason you're like, no, no, this kid is. No, he could be a difference maker. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. He can definitely yeah. be. a difference. Yeah, for sure. Well, time will tell. We're going to watch him. Well, Ryan is definitely going to watch him in two more preseason games. And then we're going to watch him for real next week. Okay. We need to get out of here. Thanks so much, everybody. See you next week.